Hello, my name is Dylan Arvella and welcome to the Football South Coast preview for round 17. With only 18 points left to play for in the league season, things are certainly heating up. And on this week's show, we have two new voices. First, I meet with South Coast United player coach Greg Valich to talk about the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. And then my fellow Football South Coast reporter, David Atherton, joins me over Skype to discuss the WGC Cranes District League. I think you'll really enjoy this week's show. And if you do, please give the post wherever you find it a like and also share it with your friends. Also, comments are highly appreciated. So get in touch with what you like and dislike about the show and what you would like to hear more of going forward. Football South Coast Match Center is where you will find the latest news on Facebook and at FSC underscore official on Twitter. With that, let's get into the show. First up is the Illawarra Mercury Premier League, and joining me to preview round 17 is South Coast United player coach Greg Vallage. Thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk local football. I have to say, compared to pre-season predictions, your side has performed tremendously well. Uh, I want to ask you, though, what is it like to be a senior player, but also a rookie coach at the same time? It's a strange dynamic. It's, it's difficult. It's it's one of those things that, uh, I mean, I've been a player in this league for a long time and I've done a lot of learning and, and growth as a player in that time. Um, but now as a coach, I'm learning every day, literally every day. And there's things I get wrong, there's things I get right. But at this stage of my career, it's a learning process for me. And I think I'm getting better every week. I think the players have been really good. They've been patient with me because they understand that, that I'm a rookie coach. But it's been a challenge, but it's enjoyable. It's, it's, it's a challenge I'm enjoying, and I, I look forward to every week, basically. Yeah, that's a good insight there. I, I certainly think that you're doing a tremendous job. Before we get into previewing round 17, I'm just going to recap the table. With all the sides on 16 games played each, Bulleye are on top by a single point over Wollongong Olympic. The Kemblewara Fury are two points further back, while Tarawana's collapse against Coromel has them five points behind in fourth. Paul Kembla are in fifth, two points ahead of Wollongong United. Albion Park White Eagles are a point behind Wollongong United. And South Coast United your side are probably the final side still capable of making the top five in eighth. Cringilla City ninth, followed by Coromel, Wanuna, and Picton. All right, so the first game that we're going to be talking about is Wollongong Olympic v the Tarawana Blueies. Olympic are one point behind Bulleye, while Tarawana had a second-half collapse to draw against Coromel. Three goals up, conceded uh, mm. three goals in five minutes. Yeah. Not too good there. Pretty much means they can't finish any higher than fourth. South Coast United nearly managed, managed a point against Tarawana about a month ago. Mm-hmm. What do you think the key to their success has been this season? I think it's been a few things. They've managed to keep a lot of clean sheets, which goes a long way in getting points in this league. I was at the reverse of the Olympic Tarawana fixture earlier on in the year, and that that was the first time I'd seen them play. They played three at the back that day. They seemed to give Olympic a bit of trouble that day. I'm not sure Olympic adjusted well against that formation. And Tarawana ended up... It was, it was an upset at the time. They, they ended up winning 1-0, and they've since gone on from there. I, I think maybe that three at the back has has 
held them in good stead this year. Maybe teams are a bit confused as to how to break it down, as um, how to, te- teams are used to playing against maybe four defenders. So when they come up against this, maybe they're unsure how to proceed. And 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 credit to them, they've kept I don't know how many clean sheets this year, but you see, it's it's taken them all the way up the ladder, and and they've done a fantastic job. Yeah, I think that that that's interesting what you say about the 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 three at the back. It gives them the, the extra man mm. to defend. So normally most teams are playing with one striker, one for the back. Mm-hmm. So they've got generally more numbers mm-hmm. in the back. Mm-hmm. I know they have the second best defense in the league. I'm not sure about the number of clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Olympic, they really need to keep winning t- in order to maintain pressure on Bulai at the top of the table. Yep. They've really had a sensational season, mm-hmm. all things considering. And South Coast United, you guys had a fierce battle with them back in round 10. It was 3-1. Uh, I was lucky enough to be at that game. Do you see Olympic as title favourites at this stage? I, I wouldn't say they're title favourites considering they're second, but I think they will win the league. The way they're playing at the moment, the players they have up front, their striker Ueda is, is fantastic. He, he seems to score goals for fun. His runs in behind defenders are fantastic. He's got a great supporting cast. The, the captain, Brendan Forden, is a, is a fantastic player um, who maybe doesn't get enough credit for what he does. And then you look at their defenders, Jack Keating, Jake Dzinski. I played with those guys when I was at the Wolves. They were, they were youth graders back then, but they've matured into you know, a couple of the best defenders in the league. And they're a great team. I th- I think they have what it takes to win the league this year. Yeah, I think that the defence is similar to Tarawari in that sense. has really been a platform for their success. Mm-hmm. Their forward players really, really high quality for this league. Mm-hmm. The likes of Ueda, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, Stefan Domoski, who's who's come into the side mm-hmm. mid-season and is really impressed, and the likes of Johnny Martinowski. Sturgeo's mm-hmm. partnered mm-hmm. Fordham very well yep. this season. For this match prediction, um, I'm, I'm going to this match for Football South Coast. I'm mm-hmm. expecting Tarawana to bounce back from their draw with Coromel, but I think Olympic will probably just edge this one. I, I tend to agree with you, yeah. I, I think Tarawana, the form they're in, they're, they're on a fantastic run of games, and, and I think they will give Olympic some trouble. But Olympic's quality all over the park, especially in those forward areas, I think they edge this one. I think Olympic win. Yeah, that's at the PCYC on Saturday at 2.30pm. Next game, Cringilla v Wollongong United. It's been eight matches since Cringilla's last league win, which was actually a comeback win against your oh, boys. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and despite early season promise, uh, unfortunately for them, they've really dropped off. Mm, I see the scores every week, and they're just inconsistent, unfortunately. I see them pick up points against Kemblawara, against Wollongong Olympic, I believe they had a draw as well and then they lost to Coromel. They lost yeah. to Coromel and, and they lost to Tarawana on the weekend so I'm, I'm not sure what's happening. Like you said, some early season promise, they they were quite high up the table but um, since then I'm not sure what, what's happened and yeah, results it looks like they've been struggling for results lately. Yeah, l- luckily for them they've picked up enough enough points in the start of the season to probably steer clear of the of last place. As for Wollongong United, uh, unlucky against Bulleye on the weekend, they conceded in in the first minute of added on time. Probably deserved the three points there. Ricky Zuko looked really mm. sharp, I thought, but on Tuesday night they backed up against Kemal mm. and Fury. Yeah, pretty big match for them in order to get back into the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both were at that mm-hmm. match. Yeah. Uh, for, for the second half at mm-hmm. least. Went down 1-0 with a goal coming through Matthew McNabb. Uh, pretty ordinary performance, I thought. But what are your thoughts on Wollongong United? I think, I think if, if you look at their recent run of games, you have to respect what they've been doing. They push Bulleye all the way. Bulleye with the injury time equaliser. They beat Fury 
last week. So they've been doing really well. And Ricky Zuko, like you said, is a player who... He's not a guy who needs five or six touches to get in the game. He doesn't need 20 minutes to get into a game. He's a guy who can who can spring to life any moment. If a defender's not careful, he can he can roll you and, and, and put it in the back of the net from 20 metres. So he's a guy who you have to be switched on for 95 minutes because he can, he can do some damage. And I think the way they've been playing... Um, you have to give them a lot of respect. Yeah, Ricky Zugo really adds that X factor mm. to the side. And now that he seems as close as I've seen him in a while to 100% match fit, his could be a real a real factor in them getting into the top mm. five. And if they make it into the top five, they're, they're a real threat I, 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 taking it all out. Why not? Yeah, I agree. I think that there's a lot of players there who, I mean, we talk about players like Ricky Zuko, but they've got players who who maybe don't get the credit that they deserve. Um their defensive midfielder, Billy Sovolos, is is a very good player. He's a guy who does the hard work for the rest of the team and and he does the simple things well. Their right back, Matty Brennan, he's he's a very, very good player. One one of the, the best right backs in the league in my opinion, but he goes uncredited every week. Sam Nastich, maybe the number one goalkeeper in the league. He's got it all, he's got the size, shot stopping, distribution. If they get in the five, I don't think anyone wants to play them, to be perfectly honest. Very valid point you make about those players and the likes of young Ben Brooks, centre-back, one of mm-hmm. the best goal-scoring defenders uh, yeah, in the league yeah, in yeah. a while. Uh, Milan Zorich looks quite solid as well. Mm-hmm. I've been also impressed with young Zach McLaren. A lot of a lot of good players in there, and probably on paper, they definitely are a top-five mm-hmm. side for mine. Mm-hmm. Prediction for this game, I, I think it's, it's too important for Wollongong United not to get a win. Mm, I tend to agree. I think they'll get it done. Um... The, the way they've been playing in the past month, we played them a couple of weeks ago, and and they are a very very good team. So I think Wollongong United take this one. Yeah, and that game's at Korean Park. It's not on Friday. It's a Saturday game. This one, two thirty p.m. Next up, South Coast United, your boys v Port Kembla. It's a huge game for for both teams in terms of their finals aspirations. South Coast, they come into the match three with three wins in their last four matches, while Port Kembla two wins on the spin, uh, including the hard-fought win over Kembla Fury last Sunday. Your side in a moment, but what are the strengths of Port Kembla in which your side will need to counteract? One thing I noticed when we played them first round is they play with a lot of energy. They were against us. They were trying to win the ball high. They played with two up front, which not a lot of teams do, and they attack very well on the counter attack. Chris Smith is very good at coming short, dropping it off. Sandy Lowcock is a fantastic young player who who can do a lot of damage as well. So we have to be careful of of giving the ball away in key areas. On the counter attack, they are very dangerous. Set pieces as well. They're very professional. So there's two or three things that we have to take into account when we play Port Campbell this weekend. Yeah, they're a sensational counter-attacking side because their players up front are so quick mm-hmm. and so nimble. They seem to link up very well. Onto your side, one thing that I've been really impressed with this season is the young players that have stepped mm-hmm. up for your side. Um, Jason Pappas is obviously... Mm-hmm. He's probably played the most games of all the young mm-hmm. players. Uh, even Braxton Shack, mm-hmm. he's got, I think, one or two goals mm-hmm. for your yep. side. Very impressive. Yeah, the, the young guys have been have been fantastic Jason Pappas, young Ivan Brasnitsak as well. I sometimes forget how young they are and, and I forget that they've only played you know, a handful of games in this league and as such I hold them to very high standards when they play. They're going to make mistakes as young players because they're still learning and they're still learning about the league and the players in it and how, how things work at this level. But they can have tremendous futures in the game. Ivan is a, is a, is a very good up-and-coming attacking player. 
Jason is the opposite. He's, he's a midfielder who sits a bit deeper. But they're both players who can be very, very good. And they're proving their class now with, with 10 or 11 games under their belt. And and I'm excited for what the future holds for, for both those players. Yeah, I think that the experience that I've picked up this season will put them in tremendous stead going forward. A player that I'm sure would be fantastic for them to play alongside is uh, David Stoyich. Yep. He's come back into the side, playing tremendously well, helped with your upturning form as well. Definitely. You just have to look at the statistics since he's been back, the way we've been performing. Um, it speaks for itself. I think he, he's the one guy in our team at the moment who could get a run in any team in this league. I think he would be first choice for any other team, uh, hands down. He's a great player. He's extremely intelligent. Not only is he a good player, but he makes the players around him better. They're, all the players around him have lifted since he's, he's returned um, to our club. Yeah, he's been great for us. And with him back in the team, I think we're a shot anytime he's on the field. And I'm confident now with him in the team that we're, we're reaching that potential that that maybe we weren't showing, you know, maybe one or two months ago. Yeah. And for this match, South Coast United win for you? Yes. Fair enough. 4 0. Far out. You might be testing it a bit there. Um, I think Paul Kembler, the, the Karen Tracks are obviously long balls are part of that. And from what I've seen, your defenders are pretty capable of dealing with, with longer balls. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys are capable of picking up a draw. A draw, okay. Yeah, Because I think okay. Paul Kembler. Also, I have a lot to play for in this one. Ian McLennan Park on Sunday, 3 p.m. That one, we're mm-hmm. going to go through the final three games, uh, starting with Coromel v. the Albion Park White Eagles. Coromel have managed a miraculous four points from five goals down in the past two weeks, uh, while Albion Park scraped past Cringilla last weekend. Confidence will be high amongst the Rangers, but Albion Park still have quality players, so I'm probably... probably I can't really pick pick them apart. I think you're looking at two clubs where maybe the confidence is at opposite ends of the scale. Coromel, like you said, some two amazing comebacks in two weeks. Albion Park, a change of coach, but the same personnel, the same quality personnel that they had this time last season. I think Albion Park get it done. Yeah, fair call there. Bulleye Picton, Bulleye's last gasp but goal against Willing United maintains their seven-match unbeaten run, while Picton are without a win in four league matches. So I'm predicting a comfortable home win here. I tend to agree. Bulleye, I mean, we played Picton on the weekend, and they are still a very tough team, a very tough team to break down. But Bulleye's class this year is... It's it's there to see. The way they play is fantastic. I think Bulleye win. Yeah. Um, Kemalora Fury, Wununa, last game of the weekend. By all reports, Wununa's effort was exceptional against Olympic, while the Fury had a tough game against Wollongong United midweek, where they did manage to win 1-0. Um, however, they are riddled with niggling injuries, uh, but I still think they'll manage to pick up the three points here. Kemalora? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um... The midweek fixture always does strange things to teams, but I think Kemblawara have have enough to to beat Wanuna this weekend. I think it'll be a tough game for Kemblawara, but yeah, I think they get it done. Yeah, fair, fair. Well, that wraps up the preview of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. Greg Vallage, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, I enjoyed it. Now we're just going to go to a quick break before I have David Arthurton come on and talk about the WGC Cranes District League.
Welcome back. Now we are going to preview round 17 of the WGC Cranes District League. And joining me for this part is fellow football South Coast reporter, Dave Atherton. How does it feel to be making your debut? Oh, it's great, Dylan. It's not as good as being on the pitch, but we're only a very small level below, so that's all good. Only a few degrees of separation there. The First of all, I'm just going to recap the table in the WGC Cranes District League. The Foxes are now nine points clear of second place Rorilla, who had a shock defeat against West Illawarra. Thrill are a point further back in third. Helensburg are in fourth, four points clear of fifth-placed Coniston. Oak Flats are the most likely side outside the top five to threaten for finals football. However, Berkeley, Kayama and Balgauni may be able to make a late push for the finals if they can string a run of wins together. West are in 10th, Uni are 11th and Balambia are four points adrift at the bottom. All right, so the first game that we are going to be looking at is Kayama v. Thoreau. Kayama, they managed a handy point in their clash against Oak Flats last weekend and now they only have two of the top five in their final six fixtures, but I feel they need at least a point or two in those matches in order to make the finals, and that starts with this match against Thoreau. Yeah, we've got um, we've got a big run of fixtures coming up for Kayama, um, but I feel like Thoreau's just a small step ahead. Um, Kayama haven't lost in four, but Thoreau are back to their quality 1-0 ways with a win over Coniston last week, so... They've also got a fairly good run-in, um, and they've still got that game in hand as well. So I'll be going for Thoreau in this one. Yes, they are all very valid points there. I was a bit concerned about Thoreau after they were thumped 4-0 by Fernhill a couple of weeks ago that they would just pack it in and start getting ready for the finals. But a clean sheet and a win against Coniston shows that they're still they're still ready to, um, to battle it out for that second place with Varela. Yeah, yeah, I've had them tipped to run in second since probably halfway through the season, so I'll be going for a thorough win in this one. Probably rightfully so. The Thunder would be considered favourites for this match. However, I am tipping a draw, Kayama, to get a point, uh, which means that they're still in the hunt for the finals. And that game is set to be played at the Kayama Sporting Complex at 3pm on Saturday. The next game we are going to be looking at is Helensburg v Oak Flats. Helensburg's win over Bergowney gives them a healthy four-point buffer from Coniston. And two clean sheets in a row is also a positive sign for the Thistles. Yeah, yeah. I've um, spent my fair share of time at Helensburg this season. I've probably done... Maybe three or four games down there. Um, look, they've impressed me when I've been there, and when I haven't been there, they've been disastrous. So um, considering I won't be there this weekend, who knows how the curse will go. But um, Oak Flats, is, they turn up or they uh, they just don't turn up sometimes. Um, look, I'm probably going to back a draw, um, and that will certainly make the table juicy if it does happen. Um, Coniston will have a, perhaps a chance to jump away with a small gap to sixth place. Very valid point you make there about Helensburg. They really do know how to turn it on, but they also do know how to uh, flatter to deceive as the results against the likes of Arilla testify to. 
As for Oak Flats, hot on the tail of Coniston, they have Helensburg and Thrall in the next three. So I think they need to win one of those plus the Bergani game in between in order to be a strong chance of finishing in the top five. They also have their Burt Bamden Cup semi-final against Bulleye the following midweek. So it will be interesting to see how they deal with that fixture congestion. And with that, I am predicting this game to also finish as a draw. The next game we're going to be looking at is Berkeley v Balgani. Berkeley seemingly out of nowhere have put three wins together and they find themselves less than two wins outside the top five. They've um, they've put three, three on the spin, but... Having said that, we have been playing uh, the bottom three in a row. So I'm not sure whether they've got what it takes to keep it going. They are versing Balgiani, so I guess if they are to make a finals charge, they've got to be beating these teams that are currently below them. Um, but, yeah, look, both sides, I'm not sure if I can split them. Um, they've been the kind of sides who've pulled off results teams them in the table um, and yeah they are very very tight heading in um, but yeah perhaps at this stage if if we do have a draw um, and neither side picks up the three points then you're probably looking at playing for pride for the rest of the season I think um, if either side drop two points then they're probably a bit too far off Oak Flats even to make a charge for sixth as well yeah, both sides have left their finals run probably a bit too late. And the thing about Berkeley, it's interesting you say about the three, they've beaten the bottom three sides and you look at their their games after, they still have to face Rilla, they still have to face Fernhill, uh, Helensburg and Coniston. So it's essential that they win this one or pretty much over them. And I'll be continuing my form and backing a, another draw in this one. That's a Berkeley Sports Saturday, 3 p.m. All right, and so now we're just going to run through the final three fixtures of the WGC Grants District League. First up, Fernhill Foxes v West Illawarra. West, they managed a 2-1 upset over Rurilla. However, Fernhill just put seven past Balambi, so I'm tipping a Fernhill win here. Yeah, Fernhill's put 11 goals in the last two weeks and conceded none against Balambi and Thoreau, so I, they're looking pretty hot at the moment. It's hard to go against them. Yeah, it's pretty impressive how they're running away with the league title. Next up, Rurilla v University. Rurilla's title chances were blown out of the water with that defeat to Wes, uh, but I don't think they'll lose two on the spin, so a Rurilla win for me. Yeah, look, I want to say that I don't think they'll lose two in a row, um, but I just have a weird weird feeling that university's going to turn up. They haven't for a couple of weeks, um, and they are kind of languishing second last, which is a bit of a shame considering some of the transfers they've got in. Um, so I'm thinking maybe university will turn up for this one and maybe grab a cheeky point. Oh, interesting call there. A university, they are a strange side in, in that sense. I watched them against Bulleye in the Cup a few weeks ago, and for periods of that game, they looked really, really good. And I've seen them play like, pretty decently in, in spells throughout matches. And considering some of the talent players they do have, they have been quite disappointing this season, but interesting a draw there. Final game we're going to be looking at is Coniston v Bilambi. One win in their last four for Coniston, which is the same record as Bilambi. However, the Rosellas have shipped 16 goals in those matches, which leads me to think it'll be a home win here. Yeah, I'm going 
going for a home win as well. Um, Connison's got a lot on the line, essentially. Um, their final two games are against Warilla and Fernhill, so they've got to be picking up the points when they can get a chance. Balambi's probably the easiest they've got to play for the rest of the season. Um, we've got West, Illawarra and Berkeley to finish off their season. So if they're going to get to the finals, it's going to have to be now. Yes, they certainly have to be picking up the points in these matches to assure their place in the finals. And with that, that has wrapped up our preview of the WGC Cranes District League for Round 17. Cheers for coming on, Dave. Uh, Can you let the people know where they can find you? Um, So when I'm at games, I'm reporting under the Football South Coast Twitter, so FSC underscore official. (laughs) Usually I'll give myself a cheeky plug on uh, at DaveAtho5. But yeah, look, otherwise I'll be out in the on the sidelines watching some quality football. Awesome stuff, man. Cheers again. No worries. Thanks for the debut. That is all we have time for on this week's show. Just a heads up, we only have two reporters this weekend for various reasons. So unfortunately, there will only be three games covered. But with that said, feel free to share results from around the grounds on Twitter and tag FSC underscore official. And why not chuck in a photo from the match while you're at it? The reports that will be going up will be found on Facebook at Football South Coast Match Centre as well as on Twitter. Once again, a big thank you to Greg Valich and David Atherton for coming on. My name is Dylan Arvella, and you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Arvella. And until next time, enjoy the football. 